All right. Ow. Welcome back to Perfectly Not Normal Podcast with Epi and Michaela. We are just two college students without much experience talking as if we have a lot of experience. But the podcast is not about us. We want this to be about others and what they're going through. So in every podcast, we invite interesting people with interesting stories. We let them tell their story and then we just go from there. The idea for this podcast came after a very interesting conversation. It all started with a dumb eye surgery that I had. Yeah. We want to let others have the platform to talk about their experiences, their thoughts, their ideas, their talents, and other crazy stuff. Welcome back to Perfectly Not Normal with Epi and Michaela. (laughs) This This is is episode 11. How long has it been? That's not where I was going. (laughs) What were you going to say? I was going to say, how long are we going to do this for going back and forth? Um, we can do it for so long. It might be annoying to you and the other person next to you and Shimada. And Shimada. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back to Perfectly Not Normal. Uh, we are here in the studio once again, and we have a special guest with us. Uh, this special guest has a really unique story, so we're going to get to hear it. And we might ask her some questions because we're both going to be learning a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited about this. She um, is one of my friends, and I'm so glad I met her last year. But, yeah, we're really excited for this. And we're just going to throw it to her, and she's going to say her name, um, what she's studying at our university, and what is her seventh favorite... Hmm. Hmm. Jamie Gray's song. Jamie Gray's song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're passing the mic. <laughs> Hi, my name is Grace. My major is social work. And my seventh favorite song of Jamie Grace is um, Just a Friend. That's all I can <laughs> think of right now. <laughs> nice. Good. I love that. Stronger is probably my, you know. I really like, yeah, oh, what's that one is the, oh, I'm blinking out on her song titles. Like but it's no, the, you lead, I'll follow. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. That one's mm. like, well, it's not my seventh favorite. Middle school bop. That's like in the high top three Those songs. are the classics. Yeah. Yeah. Are the cla- I like the classics too. It's hard to think of a seventh favorite. It is hard because you're like, it's not your favorite and it's not like your least favorite. It's like, yeah, yeah it's just in there. This is our thing. We just do this every time. Yeah. We it makes people someone. uncomfortable and makes them think, makes them annoyed. It's our yeah. thing. Oh, well. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this is Grace, like she's mentioned, and we're gonna just let her tell her story, and it's a really interesting story. So, yeah, should we like tease it a little bit, or should we just go jump into the deep? Well, yeah, we can tease it a little Let's bit. Let's tease it a little bit. Okay. Um. Yeah. So Grace um is a Make a Wish child, so she's got a pretty awesome story for us. I don't know what else to tease it. So we're just going <laughs> to throw it to her now. That's it. That's the podcast. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Tell us your story. Okay. So um, I got my Make-A-Wish by, um, so I was diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disease um, called juvenile dermatomyositis. It's a long word. Uh, I just call it JDM. So Smart. I don't think I could keep saying the long thing either. <laughs> yeah. Um, people usually say JDM or JM. Usually just depends who you ask. So um, I was diagnosed with that. 
in 2012 and I went through a lot of um, treatments and um, a lot of like muscle damage and learning physical therapy and learning how to do like walking and all that stuff again and through all that and some surgeries and so it was also really hard too because it's a terminal disease some kids have lost their battle to it so with Make-A-Wish you have to have a terminal um, disease to receive a -A Make-A-Wish and so that's how I ended up getting one because my doctor and my mom wrote a note to the Make-A-Wish board in Wyoming when we were living there at the time and I received the Make-A-Wish and but I am now in remission for the autoimmune disease. What does that mean? Remission? Yeah. So um, I'm in like the clear, like I haven't been on any of the autoimmune suppressants in a while. I haven't showed any flare ups and nothing. Like I'm not on any of the treatments or anything anymore. And so basically kind of since it's like a juvenile disease, they say like once you turn 18, you're kind of like in the clear. Like, not too many people fall into relapse after they turn 18. And so it would be pretty rare for you to, like, get the adult version or have a relapse. And so it'll be five years in March for me being in remission. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yay. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, but once I got the Make-A-Wish show, they make you, like, pick three things and put them in the order that like you would want them. And so um, I put, uh, what was it? Meeting One Direction first. <laughs> Cause remind you, this was like eighth grade, like 2014 yes. when One Direction was at its like high, high, high point. Well, yeah, it's yeah. high point. Hot, right? Yeah. And so then I put um, like redesigning my own bedroom at number two. And then I couldn't really think of a third thing. And I like shopping. So I was just like, Mall of America, like. <laughs> Where is that? Where is it's in Minnesota. Minnesota? Yeah. Yes. That's I like the biggest the one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's so fun. Interesting that it's in Minnesota, though. I yeah. know, right? Uh, like, not in, uh, like, well, somewhere else. Eh, I like it. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just saying that I'm it's just weird that it's in the middle of nowhere. Well, fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, it's on Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you put, you put the three things, um, well... Yeah. Did you get to meet One Direction? No. So you <laughs> give them like the three things, like the order you want, and then they choose like what they can do. And so I was like, they're probably not gonna be able to do like One Direction. I feel oh, like shame. I'm, I'm like probably just not gonna be able to do it. So I was just like, it's most likely gonna be the room. And so I got the room. I was still really happy because I was like, not a lot of people have done that. Like I wanted to do something that like no one's really done with a Make-A-Wish before and something that would like last long. Um, and so I like got to redo my whole bedroom. Like they gave me a budget. Um, my mom like created like a spreadsheet on sheets with me. Ooh, and we, it was legit. Yeah. Ooh. And we're like, oh. we threw things in and out. Like I had like, oh, I, has, I still have the binder. I have like a full binder of like printouts of like vanities and desks and bed frames and carpet samples and paint samples and everything and so it was really cool like I got new carpet um Home Depot volunteered and came out and painted my whole room for me um I got decorations from Hobby Lobby 
Um, I got a bed from some furniture place in my town. <laughs> and then I got, I picked out a bed frame from Ikea and I got some furniture, like a vanity from um, Pottery Barn Teen and a desk as well from there. And it was, it was really cool. Like that was also during um, kind of like the decline in my um, disease. I was going through a lot of like learning how to walk again. And so it was really good for me to like focus on something happy and positive. Right. And so I feel like that like got me through that time and like helped me focus on something else at night. Cause like really all I did was just like do physical therapy, eat, hang out with my sister when she got home from school um, and watch TV with my sister. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Wow. What about with school though? Um, I dropped out of the seventh grade. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Cause basically I did seventh grade up until December. Um, I got too sick cause I had no autoimmune disease and it was flu season. So I dropped out. I did, I tried to do stuff at home. Like they, they had a teacher come out to my house and stuff, but I just got too sick for it. And so I kind of just quit. Um, and then when I went back to eighth grade, they, decided not to hold me back. I was just put into like some applied classes. And then um, I don't know why they didn't like hold me back. Cause even in eighth grade, I was barely there cause of surgeries and stuff I had in eighth grade. Um, but yeah. Wow. I feel like they, it's good that they didn't hold you back cause it's not your fault. Yeah. It's like, well, I can't, I can't go to school on a, on a surgery table or anything. Like yeah. I, I can't go to school and that makes sense. While, while if you would, get held back it's because it's you didn't try or you just weren't getting the information you know yeah because you didn't get it yeah but it's just you you just can't be there yeah Mm -hmm. I know but like part of me was just like can you hold me like now when I wanted that well like I missed so much of that like fundamental Mm -hmm. learning like when I got into high school and like to algebra (laughs) and they were talking about negative numbers I was just like what are negative numbers Yikes. That's fair. I mean, I guess that would be a valid point to be like, maybe it would have been helpful to... Ooh, phone's Ooh, going off. Was it that mine? No. That was definitely yours, not mine. Was Mine's mine. on silence. <laughs> Shame. Dang it, Dad. <laughs> Dad's texting My you. My dad texted me. Okay. Um, All right, phone is off. All right. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. That's fun. Uh, something about algebra. Yeah, it would have been like kind of helpful to you know know stuff like that, so... I understand why you would be like, hmm, maybe I should have stayed back. Fair enough. But you, so you never were stayed back. So you're like in the grade that you, Mm -hmm. right now, you're in the grade that you're supposed to be. They basically just, I was in applied classes up until freshman year. And Mm -hmm. then I like was out of applied classes, like sophomore through senior year. So is that just like with extra help? Yeah. Like, so freshman year I had two hours of English and then two hours of math. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I kind of went through something similar, but... Uh, when I came to America, I didn't know any English. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had like the extra classes instead of being held back or starting from kindergarten again. I started at six, uh, first grade, first grade. So uh, all of first and second grade, maybe a little bit of third, I don't remember, but I had that like special classes. Like I had the normal classes and then I went out of the room and went to a special classroom mm-hmm. where they fully taught me like one-on-one how to speak correctly, write and read, you know? But it wasn't like, this is what you miss. It's more like, this is what you need to know to live here in America and understand what's going on. Fun story. I went through an entire social studies class. And then at the very end, you know how in elementary school, they give you like a little kid certificate. Like, you finished. I read it. And I'm like, 
social studies. Ah, that's what this class was like. I have no idea what it was until the end. I don't think I've ever told that many people except for when it kind of just is brought up. Yeah. yeah, I went through an entire social studies class without really knowing it was social studies. Oh my goodness. I When I was in elementary school, I like changed schools every year. Mm-hmm. So life just got more and more confusing in school because like they they never really matched up like from one to the other because you would change school districts and so not everybody is like on the same page and so eventually I just got more and more behind and so I started entering like applied classes but what I actually I I did a lot of was something called kaleidoscope which was like I would go away from my classroom and go to this one lady who would teach me and like we would just have one-on-one stuff and like so I would do exercises and like and do like like reading exercises and math exercises and like do different stuff like that and because okay so it's this is kind of an odd story and I like didn't know this about myself until after I graduated high school and I don't think I've even shared this with very many people either so when I graduated high school, they give you this big packet of all your transcripts, transcripts like ever that you've ever done. And they, I was like reading through them and I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Wow. I get all the way back to fifth grade, which I'm like, why does my high school have fifth yeah, grade like stuff? GPA starts at fifth grade and you're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's like, weird. I don't know that. But yeah. And so I see this huge packet and it's like, somehow I have no recollection of this. I took a test and it was like figuring out where I was and like my teachers ordered me to take this. Like it wasn't like everybody took this test. It was just like me. And they like found out that I, because I changed schools so much, I had the reading level of a second grader in fifth grade. And that's when I found out that was why I did so many extra stuff in school. And I like had no idea when... I was in, I, after I graduated high school, I had no idea. Like once I got to high school, I stopped doing stuff like that. And I actually was like doing very well in school and I was in advanced classes and like, you know, God kind of totally transformed like me and helped, really helped me. And like, I got moved past that. But in elementary school, I was like very, like I was really struggling, (laughs) like second grader and fifth grade. That's, that's a big gap. And I had no idea, so I'm like, I'm talking to my parents, I'm like, why did you never tell me this? Like, how did that, you keep this from me for so long? And I really appreciated actually what they said, like, I'm glad I didn't know until then, because they were like, well, we don't, we didn't want you to be like discouraged and like, and like, you know, be upset and whatever. And so I appreciate that. And I'm glad I found out later, but yeah, so I like did so many extra things, and yeah, that's that's my story. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I okay, here's what I kind of don't like. We're kind of like changing gears in a little bit, but we're gonna go back to uh, Grace in a little bit. But in the school system, like you said, when you move a lot, each district is different, mm-hmm. and it just kind of depends. Like sometimes you might be ahead, sometimes you're really behind, and I think that's so dumb especially if you're in a public school, Mm -hmm. since it's all part of the U.S. public school system, I think they should all be the same, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not the kids' fault that they're moving because they don't have any credit score or anything. They can't just move. They move because their parents have to move. So when a kid has to change schools and they're like, oh, we have to hold you back one more year because 
you like these students at the new school, they're already at mm-hmm. this level and you and your school back there haven't gotten to that level. So now you have to start. I'm like, that's not fair for those kids, especially middle school and high school, you know? Well, to be fair and to explain my situation, I went from being homeschooled second grade, then I went to public school, third grade, and then I went to a private school and then a different private school from second to fifth grade. So I just had so many different like scenarios. And and in fifth grade, at the end of fifth grade, my teacher was talking to my parents and they're like, she's like, you should hold, like, hold her back. Like she should not move on anymore. And my parents fought for me and they're, they're like, no, we believe in her. She should, she can keep going. And I'm so glad my parents fought for me that way because you wouldn't have been, I wouldn't be, you wouldn't be doing this podcast. Exactly. I would be a year behind. And once I got past elementary school, I was doing fine and I was caught up. Like once I did the extra help, I did great. And in high school, I was perfectly fine. And so, yeah, I'm super thankful for my parents fighting for me then. Let's talk, let's go back to Grace's story. Um, what was, like, uh, the craziest thing that's happened or, like, the most frustrating thing? Um, it maybe has to do with school. Maybe has to do with, like, missing out of social life or something. Yeah, th- that was the hardest, like, because I was gone a lot from, like, 7th to 8th grade. I had these, like, group of friends. And so, like, it was just hard because they never, like, really believed me that my illness was real because it's so rare that people are, like, yeah. they don't believe you because I look fine on the outside. Yeah. everything inside is like going haywire <laughs> and so they never like truly believed me what was mm-hmm. going on and um so it was just hard with that and then like even I had to work on a lot like I had to learn certain social cues and stuff because I just missed a lot from being in the hospital all the time and um stuff and even sometimes now I have like struggles with it but I feel like I have like a good group of friends now that like kind of understand it Mm -hmm. and so but it was just kind of hard um but I had a my family was a really good support system and helped me a lot like my sister her senior year she um took two of her morning classes um she convinced the high school in Sheridan to like only let her take two classes and in the morning and then she had the rest of the day and she just all did those classes like online or like by herself and so she could take care of me so my parents could go to work because she knew that I wouldn't be comfortable with some random person taking care of me yeah yeah like my siblings took like good care of me they like my brother came to physical therapy with me and like did the work with me like he went at like my pace like my sister came like and my brother would like when I was in the hospital. He, would, my other brother, he would bring me food. Like, they all took good care of me. They're all like really good older siblings, Aww. and yeah, that's the ultimate sibling goals, right? How how <laughs> many siblings? Yeah, I have two older brothers and one older sister, so it goes boy, girl, boy. What's like the age gap from the youngest, the youngest to the oldest? Seven, seven, six years. Okay. Wait, are you the youngest? Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, sibling perks, goals. Perks of being the youngest, though. True. During those years, um, when when they were, like, doing that and helping you, um, would you say you got really, really close to your siblings? Yeah, I feel like we got really close. Like, since I was the youngest, we kind of, like, we had that, like, normal sibling bond. But I feel like through, like, me being sick and, like, even through our family, we kind of just got close because we were kind of, like, our own 
support mm-hmm. system out there because none of our other family lived there mm-hmm. and so it was kind of just us and my grandma because she moved out there with us after we moved and so it was kind of just us and we just had each other and so we were kind of just each other's own support system and so we kind of just grew really close so yeah, yeah. that's, that's awesome. interesting because a lot of families are fall apart especially in in crisis situations whether it's like a divorce or someone getting sick or moving or a new job, all of that type of stuff. I look like a family like held on and instead of weakening, they just got stronger. Yeah, I mean, there were rough times, but like we oh, always yeah. figured it out. Like I remember one time when like I finally realized that I needed to like f- like figure out like my over my fear because I was in the hospital and um it was to the point the physical therapist was like, she needs to set up now or she's never going to walk again. Mm. And my sister, like I overheard my sister yelling with my dad in the hallway, like I'm not coming to see her until she sets up. Wow. And cause I was so scared of sitting up because every time I sat up in the past, I would spasm and pass out from the oh. pain. And so, mm. but after realizing that my sister wasn't coming anymore, I was like, I need to sit up because she was my support system, we got really close once we moved to Wyoming. It's tough love, you know. Yeah, and so, like, I remember my one brother, he, was, he brought me ice cream after sitting up on the side of the bed for 30 seconds. Like, we had a party. Like, it was <laughs> a celebration. That. Like, we had, like, a paper up on the end of the bed of, like, okay, we got to this so many seconds. We got to a minute, like... And, like, I remember the first time I was able to get into a wheelchair and, like, my mom rolled me down to, like, the gift shop. And, like, we're going wheelchair therapy, like... And so it was just little things that was like fun. And my mom worked in the hospital that um, in our town that I was doing all that stuff at at that point. And I remember she would try to as much as she could. She always stayed with me. She had I remember her having meetings in the playroom um, right next to my room, so she wouldn't be far. And I'm just like really grateful for that, like that she was always there. And so as my dad, they were always there as much as they like could be. My mom like barely ever left my side, like. And so I'm just like really grateful for like all that they did. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool that your mom was already a nurse at that point. Do you think like it was just like a God moment that she was already a nurse and so she was already at the hospital you were at? Or like was that just like like an extra perk or like what was like your thoughts on that at the time? I think it was a perk. I mean, she kind of helped diagnose me. She okay. did like she had like a whole folder of like printouts <laughs> of everything. And so um, her with my pediatrician, they like both figured it out together. And, um, but she was, they, she always like, since the nurses knew her and they were, she was kind of the nurse's boss. And so they were kind of doing like good, they were good nurses, but I remember at one point they were putting an IV in me and the nurse was getting nervous. And so my mom had to step out of the room because my mom is her boss. And so my oh. mom had to step out of the room. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like it came in handy because like even when we're at like the Denver or in, um, at the Denver Children's Hospital when I was getting treatment there, um, just how my mom is like, she was always like making sure I had the good nurses and everything. So I feel like it, <laughs> she, I feel like it came in handy. <laughs> she knew who the good nurses were. That's amazing. How long were you in the hospital for? Um, I was in the hospital in my town of Wyoming for maybe about two months. But before that, I was in there in and out. And then I only ever stayed in Denver Children's Hospital when I had surgeries and stuff. I mean, at one point they thought about flying me out when I was staying in the one in Wyoming. 
when I was uh, in Wyoming, when I was going through all of that stuff, um, they left it up to me. They're like, how serious do you think this is? Do you want to stay here with the physical therapist here? Or do you want to go to Denver? And I was like, well, I kind of like my physical therapist here. So I think I'll just stay here. Okay. And so we stayed in Wyoming. Um, but I only ever stayed in children's for um, surgeries and stuff like that. But they always, I, I loved all of my doctors that I had there. My orthopedic doctor is my favorite doctor. Um, I get to go see him after I graduate for my like five, six year checkup. And he's just an amazing doctor. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. So what caused all of this to happen? Do you have an answer for like what happened? Maybe it was something that you did, something that somebody else did it was just something that you were born with like what do you have to say about that um so as far as we know so um it was the sixth grade and so through the middle school that i was wanting to attend in michigan you have to get these vaccines to get your schedule and so um my mom being a nurse and our family being the way we it like is um my sister had gotten these vaccines before and she's perfectly fine nothing had happened before and so we just went to the doctor's office, gave them the list, and I got the five vaccines. And um, I think like two weeks later, I started noticing some rashes on my hands when we were in the store um, at Myers getting groceries. And they kind of looked like kind of like small warts. And so I was like, Mom, what is this? And she was like, um, I don't know. And so um, I mean, I feel like she had an idea, but she didn't know like what kind of rash it was. And so we uh, made an appointment with my pediatrician I had in um, Michigan. And so they kind of were like, oh, it's eczema. And we're like, okay. So, and it itched. And so they gave me like um, steroid topical cream for it. And so it took the itching away, but the rash was still there. And then by that point, like the rash was on my chest and moving on to my face. Ooh. <laughs> moving on to my face. And um, so we were kind of like, um, I don't know if this is correct. And so my dad was and my mom were like, let's go see a dermatologist. And so I we went to a dermatologist and he was trying out different things too. I was on a, um, just on like a low dose of steroids at one point, just like a low dose and they weaned me off of them. Um, but it didn't really do anything besides take the itch away. And um, he was just like, so how is it going? I was just like, well, it doesn't itch anymore, but it's still there. And he's like, well, what about the appearance? I was just like, well, I just covered up with makeup. <laughs> I was like, my mom was like, my mom let me use like some like light, like powder, like Mary Kay makeup to like cover it up a little bit. Um, Cause I technically wasn't allowed to wear makeup till eighth grade, <laughs> you know, like the rule in our family. But um, so he's like, well, that's not a fix for it. And I was like, yeah. And so, but he was a really nice dermatologist. But by that point we were like kind of moving the news came out that we we're moving. And so, um, and then all of that like stuff that I talked about happened before. And then um, at some point we had a, like a doctor look into like all my medical files and stuff. And he said that the five vaccines kind of like triggered something with like in my body to like flare up the JDM. And so we don't know like which vaccine it was or if it was just me getting five vaccines or like multiple at once. And so we don't know which one it is, but like, um, I mean, I still like, I'm not against vaccines. I just 
say don't get five at the same time like (laughs) (laughs) but I mean I feel like if I was in that situation like the unknown would kill me the most like I'm a very curious person so like I want to know like okay so what happened you know why is this happening and so the fact that you you still don't know which one it was and like how that all worked so sorry yeah it's still like um my new doctor still asked me she's like you want this vaccine and I'm just like no (laughs) I was like I was like no like I'll get the flu vaccine but that's about it like yeah (laughs) like "Mm -mm." yeah fair enough yeah interesting that you you were like yeah I still would I still believe in vaccines just not all of them at the same time you know yeah I feel like if my parents if I was in the situation my parents would also be the same way like I'm still gonna vaccinate my kids but we're going to be more careful. Maybe do more yeah. research and just take it slow. Mm-hmm. And I know some people, I already know some people would be like, yeah, it was that one vaccine that caused all of this. All vaccines are bad. And then they just, it, I don't know. They just stop vaccinating. They're vaccinating. Vaccinating. They stop vaccinating their kids and everything. And Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Of your way, like logically thinking. Yeah. I feel like my mom helps me with that. Like, um, she's also a nurse. Yeah. She's also a nurse too. So I feel like it's interesting for her too. I feel like for a while she was kind of like nervous about vaccines because of it. But I mean, like my siblings still get vaccines like when they have to, um, for a while I didn't get the flu vaccine just because my immune system was so weak, but through these past couple of years I've been getting it. But so, I mean, I just feel like through with her, like, I just, like, think about it more. Like, I'm going to vaccinate my kids. I'm just not going to give them five at one time. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't blame anyone. It was just, like, an accident. Like, no one knew that was going to happen. Like, my sister got them and nothing happened to her. So, like, no one knew. So, I mean, yeah, it was just something that, I mean, happened. I mean, I can't control it. I, like, like yeah. maybe it was something in your yeah. body. Maybe it was, like, just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a medical expert. Yeah, like I don't feel like maybe it wasn't like the vaccine itself. I feel like maybe something like through all the vaccines like triggered something within me. Like I don't know, but hmm. yeah, vaccines like is, is a hot topic right it now. It really is, yeah, is. yeah. All the Karens are quaking right now. Yeah, there's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, there, it was like that. Even like one of those papers I had to write in like a college writing class. Like, should you vaccinate your kids or not? And I like don't think I've done enough research on vaccines so I don't really know I know like in my family like you know one of my aunts chose not to and so none of my half of my cousins aren't vaccinated and then the other half we are I'm vaccinated I don't know if 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 that's exposing me but I am I don't really know (laughs) (laughs) yeah well I don't know about my family like if they're vaccinated or not I know like my mom dad and my two siblings are vaccinated but I don't know my distant family you know yeah I'm vaccinated and I'm gonna vaccinate my kids yeah you can fight me for it if anyone out there doesn't yeah. believe in vaccination I'm I just gonna- I just feel like people need to do the right research like yes go yeah. to the right like websites don't go to like these weird weird don't go to like, Wikipedia yeah or no Yahoo. like go to the CDC like these the right medical websites don't go to these weird like mom blogs like yes. no offense to them but they're not doctors <laughs> like you need to go read the right information like even when I was reading up on vaccines when my doctor asked me if I wanted to get this vaccine like even though I was saying no I still wanted to read up on it because it was my choice because now I'm like 18 like yeah um so like I talked with my mom about it I read it and I was still like no like it just makes me nervous like I'm like as far as I'm gonna do is get the flu vaccine and so Mm. yeah but you need to do the right research on it like yeah 
And funny enough, I haven't gotten the flu vaccine in two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. My, my mom believes in that one religiously, so I get it yeah, all the time. It, and sometimes it works. I and just sometimes haven't done it. Doesn't, it. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't, but either yeah. way, like, it, it doesn't hurt you or it won't help you or anything, or, but it's it's like, you just got it. You got yeah. it. If you didn't, then oh, whatever. I know someone who's allergic to the flu vaccine, so mm-hmm. they can't get it. All of them? Because oh, wow. they change them up all the time. Yeah. There's, like, something within the flu vaccine that they can't get it, so now they just, like, don't get it because... They had a, like a allergic action to it, yeah. Weird. How how long is flu season? It's a long time, right? It's like, yeah. It started early this year because there has been like it's a bad outbreak isn't it and like, stuff. Yeah, isn't it like all winter? Kind yeah, of? yeah. I know a lot That's of people weird. at our university right now are not. I mean, some of them have flu, but it's mainly bronchitis right now, and yes. some people have pneumonia. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. I think my sister was the one to always get bronchitis, and I never did, but. I would get the whooping cough constantly <gasps> as a kid. The uh, whooping cough? Yeah. I've seen videos of that. It's uh, so sad. Uh, ew, Is gross. a whooping cough like dry or wet? Uh, <laughs> ew? I don't know. Uh, I, I feel don't like all of enough. our listeners right now are just like, <laughs> I'm plugging their headphones like, okay, like, this all is right, enough. Time to head out. <laughs> Wait, how young were did you get that? Like, well, I would get it like all of elementary I'm gonna look school. It up. Really? Yeah. Did you get the vaccine the, for that? I don't know. Do I, I don't, you I, get that when you're a baby and you still got it? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I'm I'm not a doctor. I'm a com major. You know. Yeah. Communications <laughs> my thing. Honestly, all of this is like flowing over my head, and I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> I so oh, I remember what I was gonna say. So, my, anytime I have like any like like question like health question my best friend since like second second grade we're just gonna shout out her mom right now she's like my second mom Mm -hmm. but she's like a nurse and she just understands it all and i'm just like bless you and bless your heart Mm -hmm. because i love you so much and she's like my second mom so i like always ask her all my questions and like Hey, what does this mean? Hey, like, should I do this? Hey, like, this is happening to me. And then and she's like, oh, yeah, this is this. And then she's like, oh, I've done that before. Don't do that. And, uh, you know, she'll tell me everything. And I just love her. She's the best. Uh, shout out to Teresa right now. You know who you are. I love you. Oh, okay. It's, I said it, you know. <laughs> me and Caitlin do that to my mom all the time. We'll call my mom and be like, what is this? <laughs> she's like, "That's this is that. And she's like, your questions aren't as weird as um, your sisters and her friends ask me. So you're fine. And I'm like, okay. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, so now my next door neighbor, I live in an apartment. So my next door neighbor, she's a nursing major. And anytime, like, anything happens, like, on campus, I'll ask her. I'll be like, hey, this happened. Am I going <laughs> to die? Which is an exaggeration. But she'll be like, no, Michaela, come on. Like, this is all that's happening. <laughs> Take you're a like, deep breath. Yeah, like, you're good. <laughs> so that just proves my point where I just, like, don't get this stuff. And I'm so thankful for every nursing major out there. Like, yes. bless honestly, you. Honestly, yeah. yeah. They're basically doctors, honestly. Yeah. It takes a special person to campus, do that. At a college campus? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't go to your school nurse. You go to a, a nursing major. <laughs> hey, ask them, like, what's going Especially on? for your friends. Like, yeah. yeah, it's free. And you trust them a little more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One time, um, another nursing major who goes to my church, actually, she, like, I was like, going through something and she's like oh you know what i know what that is let me just like pull out my huge textbook and like look it up i'll text you what i find and i'm like oh this is i don't know about that that sounds sketchy but you know 
So she like sketchy. pulled out, she like she pulled out like I didn't I was like maybe I should wait to hear this from a doctor first not a nursing major because it was like a little more serious than my normal questions and so she like pulls out her big textbook and she's like oh you might have this and I'm like oh that's scary long story short I'm good you're good yeah did you have it uh they don't know you know <laughs> they don't know doctors are you know they're they they they're are what just, they are they are what they are yeah <laughs> So I found out that the wh- whooping cough, isn't it like when you cough so hard that you just throw up sometimes? Yeah, and you like, can't breathe too. Oh, sometimes. okay. I feel like maybe I've had that. I don't know. A lot of babies tend to get it. I had it as, I did get sick all the time as a kid. I don't remember because it was like maybe baby to toddler life. But my mom is like, yeah, like every other week we had to go to the hospital to like put you on breathing machines <gasps> or something like that. Maybe you oh, did have it. Maybe. Oh, no. But Poor- maybe... Baby Eppy, no. <laughs> Shut up. I'm a tough girl. <laughs> go, back, go back to episode zero, listening to Eppy say how tough she is. I'm a tough girl. Don't even worry about me. But I think that's I think that's a big a big reason why I don't really get sick that often. And if I do get sick, it's pretty like hardcore sick, you know? Mm-hmm. But it lasts for maybe a week. So it's not that bad. So I haven't gotten really sick in a really long time, knock on wood. Uh, that's not wood. <laughs> <laughs> It's fake wood. Oh, you're going to get sick. I'm going to get sick. Okay. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I'm very surprised that I haven't gotten sick because I'm away at college, and that's usually when a lot of people get sick. I also fly a lot, and flying gets people sick so easily because really quickly. And I'm very surprised that I haven't, and I think it's, I don't know, I've just gotten lucky. But I should probably stop relying on luck and just take care of myself better. But yeah, I as a kid, I remember just getting sick a lot, and it's a lot of coughing, and it's just like heavy coughing, where it's like, it sounds like I'm going to throw up, but I don't, but it's just like my throat is really dry, and I just cough, and it's not, you know, like the youngsters say, straight up not having a good time, so. Mm, straight up. That's <laughs> the youngsters. Okay, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I, I am a Z person. Mm, I'm just going to call out my dad right now. He goes on planes all the time, and then he'll get sick later, and he's like, I don't know why I'm sick. And I'm like, it's because you don't, like, you know, you're going on planes How all the time. How do you stay healthy you get, in an airplane, though? Uh, Isn't like, it, like, all the water? Sanitizer. Sanitizer. your hands. Get. This well, is, I saw this wipes is your, and wipe down everything. Yes. That's what my mom does. That's, That's so what extra, I was about to say. Though. Yes. No, my mom, like, pulls out her little white package. Yeah, same. And, like, same. I, yeah, I give her, I give her, like, I. She always packs one in my bag just in case when I'm flying by myself. Exactly. And I don't, like, tell her how much I appreciate it. So this is my moment to tell her that I actually appreciate it. But I just, like, give her. You know, I just, I don't, I'm, at the time I'm like, oh, fine, I'll wipe it down. But like really in real life, I'm like, okay, good. Okay, I'm not going to get I don't know. If I don't have them on the airplanes, I think it's all gross. I'm like, I need the wipes. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm very OCD about it too. <laughs> oh, man. Airplanes are really gross. I mean, yeah, think about it. People sit in that same chair for hours Ew. before you. Let's not Multiple think about times. those. I've traveled in train and I feel like that's even grosser. Like Nasty. long periods of times in a train. Oof. Also, taxis. Let's just not even go into that. <laughs> yeah, let's just not go into that. Uh, so many what things about can Ubers? Happen. Ubers are pretty nice. No one's going to like listening to the, this podcast because they're going to be like, this is nasty. <laughs> like, <"Whoa>, wet <laughs> cough. <laughs> a wet cough or a dry cough? cough. <laughs> <laughs> you vote on it. <laughs> <laughs> so we've already talked about 
everything, how it started, what is going on, what you went through, the make a wish thing. Now that you're in college, like you said, you don't, you're not on any medication anymore. You don't have to go to any hospital visits or anything. It's just more of like, I'm starting to get the normal life. How do you interact with other people? Like, do you like your friends or roommates or classmates? Do you openly talk about everything that happened in like middle school and high school or only if they ask or if they, if you do tell them, how do they react and all that? Um, so I tend to be pretty open about it. Like if someone asks me, I don't mind telling. Um, although it's kind of hard to bring, like to bring up sometimes, like it's just weird, but like I've tend to tell people, like it's kind of just like a part of who I am and kind of like the person like that's like shaped who I am as a person. Um, it's kind of weird though on the college campus to have it because I feel like I'm in like an in-between stage of like still like getting back into normal life um, and figuring like how much like activities I can do and stuff and figuring like that all out and so it's just weird because like some people are just like oh like let's go do this I'm like mm, I still can't do that like, yet. How about no? yeah <laughs> like, <"Ooh." laughs> like but it's I don't know it's kind of it's just weird like I feel like I can do some stuff but then it's just like I can't like yeah it's just like a conflicting thing and um, uh, so I have a handicap placard because of all of this, because of um, my chronic pain and all the muscle damage I've gotten from it. And so that's the, I find it funny. So I can use it on campus so I get close parking. That's, a, that's like a really good park. It's like, I get the best parking. <laughs> yeah. So like people are, I, I'm like very careful about it, like um, especially when I go out, try to like if I only need it, then I'll use it. But on campus, people like find it very weird. Like I get very weird looks when I'm getting out of my car, or like even um, some of like I've gotten questioned by certain like um, enforcement on campus about why I'm parking in the handicap spot. Like, but you have like a little thing that you clip on, and it tells you like, yeah, I have. I can park here. Yeah, but it, do you think it's rude when people ask, like, why are you parking here? I mean, like, even police officers don't have the right to ask you why you have the handicap placard. The only right they have is to search the number and to make sure that it's, like, I'm Legit. in the car. Yeah. Like, all, like, as long as I'm in the car with someone and have the handicap placard up, then it's fine. Like, if, like, say we're, like, my parents were, like, to use it and have mine in the car, then, like, they could get a ticket. Like, but... The police officers have no right to like question right. you about like why you have it, but like um, enforcements on campus have questioned me about it, and I got really mad, and because I was having a bad day already, and I kind of just Did locked you fight my, them? I just like locked my car and was no. like, I don't have to tell you, and walked away. Oh. I said, I was like, if you want to call the police, call the police. So I was like, he just drove by, and I was fine, so walked away. I was having Whoa. a really bad, I was having a really bad day, Fair and I feel, I feel bad about it because it's not the type nah. of person I am. But it's also not. It's rude to ask. It you is know? rude, yeah. Like, I would, yeah. yeah. Even if I was having a good day, I'd be like, that's none of your business. Yeah. Be like, I am who I am. Yeah. And I have the pass, so let me park in the best parking spot. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he works here anymore because I haven't seen him. Mm. So. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, no. don't, I don't know what happened, but I mean. Hey, hey, and props to you because you said sometimes I use it, sometimes I don't, depending on like, do I really yeah. need it today? Yeah. That's really smart. I don't know. Yeah. Right now, since I don't have it, I feel like if I had it, I would use it all the time. But you're very 
honest yeah and trustworthy i use it more like honestly on campus because of parking situations but like when i go off campus i rarely ever use it um and if i do use it off campus i park in the furthest spot because i'm very like i understand like there's other people out there who like probably need it more than me and so i just be very like considerate about it more because like i barely ever use it in the summer like when i'm home and stuff because i more so need it in the winter um, cause my right. muscles and stuff tend to hurt more in the winter cause of all the damage and the cold and stuff. And mm. so that's when I tend to use it more. But so I just try to be very like considered about it. Cause I remember when I was really sick and, um, like people not being considered about it and, like parking in a handicapped spot when they didn't have a placard or anything and me needing it when I was in a wheelchair and all that stuff. So I just try to be really considerate knowing that like someone else out there could need it more than me. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, no. you. Yeah. I'm very proud. You're such a great person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know. But I just like, I just think it's like, I just like seeing people's like reactions. Like, cause like I'll be in like sitting in my car sometimes, like texting someone before I get out of my car and they'll just like look in the car and then like look at the placard and they'll just be like, what? Like, I'm just like, I feel like people tend to judge by looks yeah more than like do they actually need it? Yeah. Cause yeah. like, cause especially cause I don't look like I need look it. You look perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. But yeah. And people are like, why does she have that? Exactly. Like, yeah. And I get it. You can get a fake ID. You can get what? Fake. Fake. Uh, you anything. can get fake I mean, anything. So yeah. I understand why people are like, is she legit? Is she not? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. still, it's really rude to ask. It is. And it's just kind of rude to stare and just make it very obvious yeah. that you were wondering. So what advice would you give to people um, like being like the most considerate when asking a question like that or or like what's the best way to go about that you know what I mean I just feel like don't ask like I mean like if they have the placard like then like they're legally allowed to park there I mean like it's up to the police to the police to make sure that like the placard and the person are in the car yeah um it's not like your job to make sure that that placard is like identified with that person so I mean like if the police officers can't really even talk to you about like why like you have it then I feel like someone else really shouldn't and like unless you're friends with the person mm-hmm. um and just like don't judge a book like by its cover it sounds mm-hmm. obvious but like just don't like yeah. yeah I mean like if they're using it for a reason or if they're just waiting in the car for like their grandparent to come out like you don't know the situation so don't like yeah judge why they have it and also don't park in a handicapped spot if you don't have a placard, yeah, students. Exactly. <laughs> don't be that person. Calling you there out. are those people. Yeah. I and went I, to go park in a spot and they didn't have a placard and they had multiple tickets on their thing. And I was just like, what are you doing? Tickets are like 50 bucks yeah. on campus. Oof. You must be a rich person. Yes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so outside of the handicap, um, when people ask you questions... Um, or like, what's your advice to anyone to ask questions to, about stuff like this? Like, like ask your story and like, how can someone be the most considerate in doing something like that? I mean, I sounds stupid. I don't know. Just be like, what's your? <laughs> I don't know. Just be like, what's your story? Like, what? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like what happened or like. So if if someone does that, you don't find it like judgy or hurtful. You like it's it's okay or yeah like I don't mind telling my story I just I mean don't just like assume just because I'm doing one thing like I'm doing one active thing one day but like I use a handicap 
placard doesn't mean I'm perfectly normal. Like I yeah. have like a limited amount of steps. Like I can only do so many things and like I have it's to park there. It's perfectly not normal. Yeah, it's perfectly not normal. Amen. Yeah. And so like, just don't like judge because I may be like walking and doing stuff, mm-hmm. but like I can only do so much. Right. Yeah. Like, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. your wisdom <laughs> <laughs> any like last things that you specifically mm-hmm. want to say or, or like, something get like out? i really need to say like get off my chest or yeah if this is your time to rant about anything that's happened on campus that you're like hey ready yeah. to fight yeah like hey listen here you've already called out the public safety people mm-hmm. <laughs> um i mean the only thing i can think of is like it goes back to the handicap locker thing and it's like one time i parked in like my handicap spot and someone parked and like you know how there's like the dash lines next to it yeah, yeah. someone parked in the dash lines i oh. could barely open my door and so i had to like like shimmy in yeah i was so mad um my roommate was she's very like protective and cares a lot about me and so she wrote a note and she was like next time you do this we're calling the cops and put it like on their on their thing i love your roommate shout out to caitlin Woo! yes <laughs> she was like do you have something to write with and i was like yes <laughs> gives gives the paper and pen <laughs> okay yikes that's funny i love that Sorry, not sorry to the person that did that. You kind of did that to yourself. Called out. <laughs> this podcast was filled with just calling people out. Like, yes. what a rant session we had here today. I'm so glad. Thank you so much yes, for sharing yes, your yes. wisdom. And Thank sharing, you for having me. Yeah. Sharing we, your story, your wisdom. It was good. Yeah, we really, really appreciate your openness and honestness. And oh. honestness? Honesty. 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 Yeah, there you yeah. go. No L. <laughs> struggling here you know that's yeah perfectly not normal for me i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i learned a lot and i think i mean i had a really great time just here me too (laughs) learning about your story and just learning about how to approach that type of situation Mm -hmm. and all of that yeah why i'm so glad that this podcast is taking place is because i'm learning so much so much more about other people's stories and like how i can approach that and the right questions to ask and how to go about things like that. And so I am so, so glad that this happened. And we hope to have you back on someday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be so much fun. Maybe season two. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're very excited. Well, it is already 2020 when people are listening to this podcast. So we're so excited to start off the new year with this episode. And we'll be back soon, right? Next Friday? Yep. Every Friday. Tune in. All right. This has been another wonderful episode of Perfectly Not Normal. Goodbye and good night. Well, maybe not. Or good morning, you know. All right. Well, well, bye for now.